You're listening to Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. G'day, Archie. G'day, Lachlan. Hey, good to chat again. We are recording with Riverside FM. We are not sponsoring Riverside FM. We just think it's a great application uh, to record on. So we're trying something different today. Hey, Archie, what are we chatting about today? Today, we're going to look at the topic of cars and how we can continue to build wealth and the impact that cars can have on that. It's a great topic. I just picked up a car today. Cars are emotional purchases, I've realized, <laughs> from recent experience of buying a car. It's, it's interesting you brought up the, the the emotional side. I mean, sales 101 is, you know, sales are based on emotions. That's the number one way of creating sales is to dig into people's emotions. But what we're going to look at here is uh, is actually about our thinking because a salesperson can only tap into our emotions if our thinking allows that. Yeah. So it's our thinking that actually leads to what happens. Mm. So what we want to do today is yeah, have, a, have a bit more of a look at, at what we're thinking, how we're thinking, because the world has radically changed over the last 30, 40 years. And sometimes we've still got thinking that goes back, you know, to like 80 years ago <laughs> and what was happening then and how our families operated then. So when we're talking about thinking, uh, let's imagine that we want to go on a holiday. So we start to work through what that holiday is going to look like and what we want to achieve out of that holiday. So is it about relaxation or is it about travel? Is it about adventure? So we, we start to process that. And then that then will lead to, you know, where we could potentially go for a holiday. And then we'll start asking the question, well, how much is it going to cost? And, you know, how are we going to afford to pay for the holiday? But once we start thinking about it, we're we're starting to put things in motion and we're going to start doing things. So that could be jumping online and doing online searches. Uh, You know, it could be buying a book to look at different places to go to or magazines. You know, there's just so many ways we can look at things. Yeah, I love that. And so our thinking leads us to what we do now, what happens, our decisions. So in cars, I guess if we're thinking about getting ahead financially, then our choice of car is going to be very important to that. But if we're not thinking about getting ahead, then we're probably more likely to just go out and get a car on a car loan that you know we want based on you know what we're thinking or what the marketing is bringing to us. What's the difference between what do you see as buying a car today versus perhaps buying a car, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 years ago? Yeah. um, Well, when my friends and I got to the age where we could buy a car, the the cost of cars were quite high in comparison to our wages. You know, we had very low wages. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all pretty much bought secondhand cars and we bought a car that we could pretty much pay cash for because we couldn't borrow to buy a car at that time. When we got solid jobs and then, you know, when the the banking industry changed and lending became a lot freer, uh, suddenly we could borrow, you know, to buy a car. But we would buy a car, you know, to probably last us you know, 10 years or more, even 20 years uh, was our thinking uh, back then. Wow. That's so different from today. Yeah. (laughs) 
and that and that's the change that took place you know when when the banking deregulated and then we had uh, you know this huge increase in wages you know suddenly it was you know very easy to to borrow for a car and to you know keep replacing cars and you know keep on getting a bigger you know more expensive car because your wage was going up mm. that's where we got to sort of look at things again today and say, well, what's happening today? Are we seeing the big wage increases? What's the actual cost of, of the car itself? Yeah, we're not seeing huge increases, but we are seeing huge increases in cars versus wages. And there just seems to be a new car out every single day. And the, the cycle of cars is picking up as well. It's getting closer to what would be mobile phones. You know, there's one coming out every single year now. And Australia has some pretty incredible marketing when it comes to cars we were talking about this just before some of the slogans that we hear and and what you see on billboards uh so we've got a couple here we found you know if you recognize these guys live outlandish go your own way overtake tomorrow build your adventure i think most people know this one oh what a feeling <laughs> and it's clear that you know car marketing today is highly emotive just look at some of the words the adjectives that they use around cars like dynamic steering or you know wireless car charging radar cruise control you know smart city brake support um, <laughs> and all this makes you feel like a you're missing out on something or b it makes your current car that you're driving feel quickly out of date and inferior and so how do you see that marketing that we have today affecting our, our mindsets and what we're actually thinking about when it comes to trying to figure out what, what is the appropriate amount to spend on a car and what car do we actually need? I've, I've found that you know, when we talk to people about cars, uh, you're pretty much going to hear a lot of different things that people feel and even and think about cars. So we can see, you know, with this fear of missing out, it, it's about safety or it's about uh, how big the car is or, you know, whether we're going to be able to, you know, go out on the beach, you know, with the family. Mm. That's, you know, going to come through. But then there's the fear of brands. Is this brand going to be good enough? There's the warranty side of things. You know, yes, it's got a warranty, 10-year warranty, but, you know, is my car going to live at the mechanics getting fixed all the time? Yeah, so there's there's all these ways of thinking and operating coming through in around cars because of old thinking. Mm. It's, it's what our family taught us. It's, it's, you know, it's what's come down through the generations. And, you know, some people won't go away from Mazda or they won't go away from Toyota. Obviously, when you've got a big business and you're building a brand, uh, that's the sort of thing you want to happen. You know, you want people to be locked into your brand. Yeah, definitely. But then, you know, that's that's why we're asking the question today. What are you actually thinking? Uh, because what you think will lead to these these car companies marketing to you. So, so if you're thinking about the family holiday, well, you're going to get marketed to for the family holiday. Or if you're thinking about safety, uh, you're going to get marketed to for safety. Mm. You could be paying a lot of money for that particular marketing, and it may not be what you actually want or actually need. Yeah, I love that. So it's recognizing how we're thinking, not just recognizing, I guess, less on the marketing because that's what we tend to recognize the most. Yeah, the marketing's just going to tap into our emotions. So, so the marketing is a reflection of us and what we're actually thinking and what our emotions uh, are doing. So, so if we're really attracted to a certain ad, we can actually you know, start to recognize, oh, yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking, that's what I'm feeling, 
<laughs> you know, that that's what I'm attracted to because that's what's going on inside me. I can give you a good example. We, I, you know, I heard a program, oh, this is back in the 90s. It was a safety program on cars. And I straight away went out and bought a Volvo. <laughs> and it was the worst car I ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Volvo. And, and it, it was just... Yeah, but it was, I saw a program, it got me all safety concerned and everything. And then the marketing that I'd received as, as a young person was that you couldn't go past a Volvo for safety. And so then I rushed out and bought a, bought a Volvo and, uh, you know, I realized what I did afterwards and just went, that was silly. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, look, when, when we were preparing for the show, you know, we talked about how when I was a kid, six plus kids in the family was pretty normal. So therefore you had a station wagon or a van so you could throw all the kids in, Ooh. go pick up grandma, no seatbelts, yep. no safety gear. <laughs> this is before SUVs, I imagine. Yep, before SUVs, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, the only, I think the only, uh, the only off-road car we had back then was a Toyota Land Cruiser, mm. was the only off-road car that we had. Yeah, so that whole situation, you know, that was that was what people wanted. That's what the car manufacturers gave us. Mm. Uh, but now we have less kids and, you know, now we drive hours to work. Uh, you know, there's so many different factors involved today when it comes to cars and what we're looking for and what's going to be actually important to us. Yeah, you know, this car we, we bought uh, today, uh, we were factoring in car seats and, you know, car seats are getting bigger you, you mean a baby car seat? Yes, a baby car seat. Sorry, a baby car seat uh, to put in the back. Yeah, yeah. And pram and all sorts of other gear put in the car these days. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any of that when I was a kid. <laughs> so I digress. <laughs> we are talking about how we're thinking about cars. With all that said, today's actionable step is to consider the true cost before buying a car. Can you, can you explain that just a little bit more for us, Archie? Right. If, if we know how much we're going to spend on a car, we can then determine how much, you know, it's actually going to cost us. Mm. And this is a really important part of being in control of our money. And if we're in control of our money, then that's going to lead to us having more financial freedom. We, we don't want to be, you know, in a position where we're just being marketed to and being driven along by marketing. We actually really need to know what we're going to spend on a on a vehicle and and how we're going to spend that money. What that's going to mean to our long term future financial prosperity. I love that. That enables us to drive the car happy and not have the car driving us. What are some questions that can help us discuss that and consider how much it is we need we we should spend on a car and when to spend that? What are some of these questions we could be asking? I just picked up what you said should how much should we be spending on the car? Uh, that that in itself is you know it's a million dollar question. It, it comes back to our goals and do we know the actual cost of of the vehicle? So this is often why. Mm. You know, we, we go out and borrow money for a car because, you know, we can look at the loan and say, well, okay, that loan's going to cost me $100 a week or $500 a week, depending on the cost of the car. Mm. And we can go, yeah, that, that'll fit into my budget. Like I, I can do that. Uh, whereas if you go out and buy a car and you're going to pay cash for it, you know, you've got to have a way of actually, you know, putting together that cash. And then, you know, what's the true mm. cost of that cash? So it can become very uh, unclear, you know, as to what the actual cost is. When we go to buy a house today, 
and we want to borrow money for a house, you know, banks have, have been limited by the government to, you know, lending up to six times someone's income. And so, you know, so there's this natural sort of limit that's been put in place, or not a natural limit, it's an artificial limit that's been put in place by the government. But when it comes to cars, that's not really there. Mm. So, you know, I, I could be, you know, earning $30,000 a year and I can try and buy an $80,000 car, <laughs> you know, and go out and, you know, work on, on borrowing money for an $80,000 car. There's no, there's no real way of actually people figuring out how much should I, you know, spend on a car. If, if the finance company is willing to lend me $100,000 for a car, I'll probably take it. Uh, so, that, so the question is, we've got to bring this back into our goals of how much are we willing to spend on a vehicle in comparison to our goals mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, find out what that actual cost is. You know, then we got the other question of, yeah, what is, what is it that we most need? Mm. So again, you know, some of, some of this stuff will burst our bubbles. You know, we, we'll be dreaming about, you know, some fantastic car, uh, but then reality will come in and we'll go, well, actually, you know, I'm going to have to buy something a lot less mm. and, and it sort of bursts our bubble. But that's where, that's where if we can get our thinking into a good place, we can actually enjoy the whole experience of buying a car and, you know, replacing cars. We've got to replace cars all the time, uh, but we can turn that into a really enjoyable experience or it can be a really terrible experience, uh, you know, especially if we're going to get our, our bubble burst on us all the time. <laughs> uh, and then the, the last one is, do we need it now? Do we, do we need this vehicle right now? Is, is this something that's really urgent or, you know, or is this something that we can, you know, work on over a period of time? The longer we have to think about it and work it through, the better the result we're going to get. Uh, like I explained before, when I jumped out and bought that Volvo, that was the worst thing I ever did <laughs> uh, when it came to car purchases and and it was nothing against Volvo. Just. No, 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 nothing against Volvo. No, no, but it was just a spur of the moment thing where where I just suddenly felt that you know I saw the I saw the show on safety and thought yes I must do something about this for my family you know and jumped out there and and did it on the spur of the moment. <laughs> I think I need to save the environment. I'm going to go buy a Tesla today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've I've been seeing a few Teslas around. They um. They look nice. Yeah, they're getting more popular. Mm. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. So there's some great <laughs> questions. Does this fit with your goals? I love that. What is it that we actually need? You know, perhaps it's not the SUV or the Tesla. Do we actually need it mm. now? I guess one that I would add is how long are you going to keep the car? Because uh, this is something we've always thought about is cars as a seven to 10 year investment. Um, but I'm finding people are treating cars as a three to four year investment. Some people are getting cars every year. So I guess it's another one to think about is, you know, is it, this car actually going to be a long-term purchase and how can you keep the car running to be a good long-term purchase? Yeah. Again, that one comes back to, you know, what our, what our thinking is, you know, is it, is it a fear of, of, of having a car that breaks down? I, I, I just remember as a young person always being told, you know, that, you know, don't buy a dud. It was really just ingrained in us, you know, this fear of having a car that breaks down. And and mm. so it tends to push you towards trying to have something that's brand new, something that can't break down, something that's got, you know, very good um, reviews. So you can, you can get easily pushed into that 
based on what you might have been taught as a young person, but it no longer applies today. Today is totally different uh, to what it was 30 years ago or 60 years ago when it comes to cars. Uh, you know, it's a very different market now. And, and so it's, it's, this is a good time for us to be looking at what our thinking is. Yeah. If anything, the, uh, the new stats are showing us that it's the brand new cars that are getting recalled the most, <laughs> not the uh, used cars from a few years ago. So yeah, that whole idea of not having to have the, the brand new off the lot car in order for it to be safe. Okay. So in the next episode, this is a two part episode. We're going to start talking about a strategy that you can now implement in your journey of purchasing and replacing cars. So we're going to show you in the next episode, part two of this episode, how you can turn your current car loan into a million dollar investment. This is a proven way that you can buy cars cheaper by investing your money instead of using debt and letting your money work harder for you. So tune back in next week. We're going to be talking about the million dollar car. Thanks, Lachlan. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week's program where we get to talk about the million dollar car strategy uh, because this, this strategy really does put smiles on people's faces. Well, till then, see Archie and drive safe. <laughs> Will do. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. Just keep in mind that everything we've discussed today is not personal financial advice. It is not. Please do not take personal financial advice from a podcast or a newspaper or chatty Cathy down the road. If you want to create a long-term plan for your wealth building journey that's tailored to your goals and your situation, then you should speak to a financial advisor. We can recommend one if you want. Just go to waymakerpodcast.com.au and click get financial help. That's waymakerpodcast.com.au. We'll see you next time.